Good evening and welcome to the obelisk on this new moon, a micro moon tonight. How is everybody doing? Fantastic here. Wunderbar. I mean, it's, I can't go outside. That's right, I can't it's... go outside, but it's, you know, it's, <laughs> that's fucking awesome. I don't even want to talk about that shit. I know, I'm just saying. <laughs> What's a even... micro moon? I've never heard that term. <clears throat> a micro moon is when the moon is full and new in the same month. I forgot now. Oh, I will look it up and. Jerry always gets us the stats. You know, that's like one of the things I've never been polished on with ah. the phases of the moon in the, the month like so, that, like so, the super moons too. And so micro moon is when the full moon or new moon coincide with the apogee, the point of the moon's orbit farthest away from the earth, which to me is kind of back ass words, but whatever. Is that, um, like, you know, with eclipses, there's a connection, like you have like a lunar eclipse and then a solar eclipse. Mm -hmm. Right. Usually they, they come in pairs. Does a micro moon come with a super moon's the opposite when the when the moon is, is the closest? It's closest, right. So yeah. we just yes. had a super moon when it was full. And now you're saying this new moon is the micro moon. It's like, is it all? I've never heard that being connected before. Um, and it may be because the eclipses do that. But if it's not, I would imagine that's a pretty rare um, occurrence in the heavens. Well, you just said it swims the furthest away. When it's furthest away. Yeah, and there's... Like probably when it yeah. seems the smallest. Like yeah. The supermoon <laughs> appears the biggest because it, it it's said to be closest to the Earth in its uh, in its orbit. Correct. Yes. The, the micromoon uh, appears 14% smaller and the supermoon is 30%. Wait, sorry. It's 14% smaller than the supermoon. So, okay. But in a new moon, there's you can't really see it. So anyway. <laughs> right. I mean, it is technically the darker the moon. <laughs> how, do you, how do you get 13% smaller from you don't see anything? I, you know, to me, it's just a light in the sky. Wait, anyway, that's just logic. Let me let me let me introduce you real quick. So, tonight's guest is uh, Michael Wan, and Michael's an independent researcher who has uncovered a dimensional nexus of elite ritual, conspiracy, and the occult, which centers around the Susquehanna River, which starts in New York State as well as the 40th parallel. The story also has connections that start with John Dee and the Enochian magic system and extend out to. The AI technological singularity. But we're not talking about that tonight, are we? No, no. All right. So anyway, continue on with what you were saying. I don't even remember anymore, but I want to respond to that bio. So, I mean, I think that bio is a fair description of, of what the Susquehanna mystery is, which is a long-term research project, which I did about five years ago. Right. But what I think is probably a more accurate description uh, would be like, I'm just someone who's very, very hyper aware of the relationship between the inner world and the external world, you know, both like what you, what I'm experiencing, but then also a recognition, like, you know, everyone else is having that same like individual relationship with the, uh, um, the larger one. But what I'm really interested in is where they connect and specifically the blind spots, the naturally occurring ones, but mm -hmm. then also the ones which are done by by like skilled practitioners. Right. So like the inner world, the best way of thinking about that would be like neuropathways and like how hypnotists are able to affect the inner world on that level. 
And it can also be done on the macro level. And it can be done consciously or purposefully and not purposefully. And we, we, see, we see that all the time. And so that is the, the, the field of, of research and or expertise, I would say, that I bring. And the Susquehanna Mystery is arguably the largest example of um, like the macrocosm version of a neural pathway, mm -hmm. uh, an etheric pathway. I, they're, they're timelines. They're all like when you're looking at something bigger than us, when you're looking at the macrocosm and you're sitting within it, you can't quite get it, but you can kind of like sense it. And so we can sense it as like a timeline. We can sense it as all these different things. And I tell those stories and it's like, you know, I, I like to do it historically, but, but the timing of this call is like what I really think it's important for is contemporary. Like, you know, how do you use that information in the real time? And, you know, suddenly that became a, no longer like a luxury for inner searchers, but it's becoming really a requirement for how we're navigating these, you know, what life is showing us, what our collective life is showing us right. in this real time. While you were ta talking about how you kind of straddle those two worlds, I, I, I was thinking about the, the idea of the checkerboard and, you know, you have the esoteric and the exoteric being the black and white squares. But if you, if you walk the line between those two, you can observe both. That's kind of what you're doing. Uh, well, or try to. Try I mean, to. I think, yeah, try to. I think that's what anyone like, um, I mean, the way I see it is, I mean, all we're doing is we're coming up with these like models to explain like the unexplainable. So the mm. model I'll use to explain the unexplainable is like, we kind of, once you reach a certain level of like, okay, 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 there, there, there's something more going on and I got this inner world and like, you start to become aware of your own experience and you, and, and you realize there's a subjectivity to it. And there's also a like uh, uh, a relationship with the outer world, but it's kind of nebulous. Like once you get to that level, um, you begin to realize you'll, you'll come up against like eventual boundaries or demarcations. It's like, oh, I thought I exceeded all this. And like, you're mm -hmm. feeling it. Like I didn't realize I was still holding on to this. So, so there's, once you come to that level and you begin to realize that's a skill to like, fall into life like being fully engaged in living your life to be to like stepping back and like holy shit how did i get here this is my life this is who i am and then figuring out how those two interact you know that's like those are skills and we can and we dance between all of them the black the white and then also where the where the two meet and i think if you have the skill of where the two meet it's like learning how to tightrope walk or any of these like these physical exactly. art forms, which are just like beautiful to watch, but you're like, how the hell did they learn it? But I can't take my eyes off it because it's the most interesting thing I've seen. It's it's like there's a liminal space that exists between these two things, and it, the art is learning to to exist in that space. That's life. Yeah. And and you know we're always doing it, but then as an individual becomes more aware that hey, I'm doing this thing. And like we're all kind of doing this thing in different ways like then it takes on like a new expression it goes up an octave like it doesn't change you're just like you're doing it with greater awareness right and you get better at it because it's practice and we have all just collectively so like arguably arguably like like 
everyone's going through that. We're going through different stages in our life. And like, you're coming, you're coming in one part of your life and, you know, I'm going in this other part of my life. And so there's always that. And we can have a sympathy for what other people are going through. But usually there's like, you know, you got your life and now I got my life. And we might have a couple things that are shared mm. right now. I mean, Madonna said this on like on this really, really freaky, creepy little clip. She's like, this is the great equalizer. And in a way it is like I, everyone I, is like kind of at the same place. I don't care if you're prepped. I don't care if you're not prepped. You are now facing uncharted territory. And it's like, yep, this is the equalizer. And what I'm thinking is, and what I was saying before, like, whereas this used to be just a, like a, like a fun sort of way to go and explore the inner world. It's like, no, the game has changed. And if you try to hold on to the old way this game was, was played, you're either going to go crazy or you're just going to get eaten up and steamrolled over. But right now it's like, it just got real for everyone. And because we all got at the same time, it's a level playing field. Yeah, I, I, <clears throat> Madonna got shit on for that video. Had she been any other person in the world, though, she's she's right on so many levels with what she was saying. It got pulled out of context, what they were saying, of course. Yeah, of course. They pulled that out and made it sound like she was glorifying this experience. And what she was talking about was the other truth that we are now on equal ground and that's the beautiful aspect of it. And then, of course, it got spun into she thinks this is beautiful. And, you know, I mean, and that, again, is part of what's happening here with this great revealing is that they that everyone is now starting to really come to and see how people are spinning reality around them. And more and more people are waking up to the context in which they are living their lives. And this is an inner and outer dance. Like, I mean, just generally speaking, just generally speaking, there's always the relationship we have between our inner subjective world and then the shared outer objective world. But right now, like, because it's so extreme what's happening on the outer world and we're all experiencing it, like, we are all having a reflective, like, internal world. We're being met exactly where we are Versus like all of the, we're going to find how solid the foundation is. We're going to see where the cracks are and we're going to see, we're going to see where we're strong. We're going to, and we're going to see that um, individually and collectively. Um, and undoubtedly we already are seeing it, you know, it's, a, you know, game on like balls in motion. Uh, That's for sure. Did you see, I just saw this right before I hopped in um, that it was, do you, do you know who John Rappaport is? Yeah. All right, so uh, he's one of my favorites. I've been following this guy for such a long time. I mean, he's so, I, <clears throat> I really like following what he, how he thinks. So no more fake so news.com, right? Correct, correct. And so he just sent out, so I, I've gotten to the point is like, arguably like the, it keeps me on my, on my game because it's like, I get to the point whenever I see something comes from him, like I'm a little bit less, uh, I, I, I relax I relax my normal scrutiny because I'm like, hey, this dude's passed all my tests. So it's like, yeah, I, I still got to keep I still got to keep a, a, up like my objectivity. But so again, I get like his regular email, and it just came in. And so I normally think that if he's going to share something, it's pretty well vetted. Like he's done his research, and so he shared this thing where it said that um, 
you know, this little thing which isn't being stated uh, on the mainstream reporting, but it's like the government of the United Kingdom has taken the COVID-19 virus off their highly, uh, whatever language they use. A highly uh, contagious infectious disease, HCID, right? Right. It's, it's, it's done. It's like, you know, if there's ever a question that this was, a, if, that this was there was more to it. And I think probably if this is the case, if this is what's truly happening, um, I would say this is a continuation of a, of a, of a test. But regardless, um, we're going to find out really soon um, how much teeth any of this, this, uh, these, these um, conditions of our these conditions are and the imprisonment forcing them. <laughs> right. Yeah, I read that too, and it was real interesting. And um, yeah, I don't know. I forgot what I was going to say now. Damn it. I think I personally think so. I'm not questioning the fact that they're. I definitely think this is a bioweapon. I, I I do believe all that that it's morphing and all that. I don't know what the real in weighing out against the flu and all this what the real severity is. But what I do think is that it's exposing certain bloodlines, and I do believe on a bigger level there is an exposure of bloodlines. This is my deep woo. I also believe in this piggybacking idea that it's being used also to, uh, along with the way that our tech net is being set up to create a new system and uh, bring in the new and uh, for good or bad, for good or bad, because today we see what they already have a digital currency ready and all this. So I think that that whole reset thing is is reasonable because of the piggybacking aspect. Now, back to my big woo, deep woo aspect. I do personally believe that this was where we've been in this silent war. I, I mean, I can't count how many times I've heard Trump say this recently about this secret war this uh silent war and uh, you know the invisible somehow, enemy the invisible enemy and this language is very specific well, and he he sorry. continues on with it and so and i i keep pushing that this is part of of the idea of a a bigger idea that involves non-human the non-human aspect which to clarify for people don't disclosure what i'm saying is yet yeah, <laughs> non which is an ai and uh and so that's where i think it's going i've heard all kinds of other woo that goes deeper that it's about um adrenochrome exposure and all this other stuff five five g it's all five g <laughs> well, I think 5G is tied into it yeah. and because of the, the there's no way 5G is not tied into it because of the, the physical net it creates with those towers and how those towers create these waves. And I mean, there's no way that it's not tied into it for me. That seems like to be really super obvious. And then the effects the 5G has on the heart and all this other stuff, its origin... And eyeballs, right, just our organic vessels we're traveling in. So I don't know, Michael, where are you, where I, are you? With wait, this? I remember what I was going to say was that uh, Mike Pompeo called it a live exercise the other day during the press conference. I thought that was really I caught interesting. that. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was very significant as well. 
So. Yeah. So, so there, there, there are a couple things. There are many, many levels, you know, which, which I'm, I'm seeing it at. And I, I really appreciate how you spelled yours out with such clarity and resolution, because I think it's, it's from when we spell things out, like with that type of resolution that we can begin to sharpen our own understanding as well. Um, so I don't, um, I mean, I, I, I don't buy the virus thing at all. I don't buy that at all. It doesn't fit with my understanding of like how the immune system works and stuff like that. Um, and I think that the, uh, um, I think that all of that is, is like a, a, a psyop, the tests are a psyop, all of that is like, maybe there is like, maybe there are some physical things, maybe there was like some sort of like bio agent in some place to like spike some interest, but I'm not buying any of that. Mind virus, Michael. I'm sorry? Mind virus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Like that's that's like the panic. That's like the magic. That's the sorcery. That's the that's the like that sort of stuff to get it going. Um, but there does appear to be something really physically happening. And I think that is that's 5G, and that is more so related to the general the long-term relationship the human family has had with the electrification of the atmosphere. And so this began like as soon as we started putting like anything electrical in the atmosphere, like when it first hit, when it first like reached like a critical mass of this is how many wires, this is how many radars, this is how many like generation one cellular. Uh, once it hits, like the human family like goes into like some sort of panic and we're seeing like, a whole bunch of people die off, you know, pandemics appear. And that's kind of like, there's, there's an interesting book, which kind of walks through this, this narrative of how pandemics and just like the, the overall demise of the human body's um, uh, uh, vitality over the past 50 or 60 years, and how that ties in with, with electricity. And that being said, every time there's a major like leap in, in terms of different types of of frequencies which are added in the reflective there's a there's a corresponding jump in in like how the, <clears throat> the human family slash human body responds and that's what i think we're seeing and and that is going to be uh um you know that's just part of the nature of the bigger picture of the system we live in you know that that's just what happens when we live in this 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 inverse electrified sort of world, and what we're seeing right now is a transition, and we're seeing a transition which is being very very well timed with like um, orchestrated events to like it's literally nine eleven squared, you know whatever you want to say. It's like the same sort of same playbook is being used, slightly different change, and it is. It's not a means, to, it's just a means to the next step, to issue in what the next major, major with a capital N, like once a, I don't know, 50 years sort of like change in how we live our lives. And this is going to be a doozy. Like this is really, really going to change things in a very, very drastic way, um, both in terms of technology and then what else is being introduced. But there's an asterisk to this as well. Right. People have to comply. People have to comply. And then also, like, there's a chance that this is just an April Fool's joke, which they're running an exercise. And this is the continuation of, like, the, 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 um, the, the Microsoft um, 
uh, or the Bill Gates Foundation thing that was run in October. Like, what if this just fizzles out? Like, what if like in three weeks, like it's and like, you know, the next big thing, like, you know, and we've, whoever the testers, you know, nothing changes, you know, other than the people that allowed it to be changed. Like that is a possibility too. This is also a possibility to really like what you were saying in the beginning, like force people to realize, well, whoo, this is how I live. You know, I went through this exercise and maybe it doesn't have to be quite this bad, but what did I learn? How did I wake up? And I think that's unique to each person because some people are like seeing it um, like in one way, maybe about their government in one way about their, their lifestyle and the things they value. Like, it's just going to meet us where we are. Like um, uh, the way you feel about your kids, the way you feel about like your job, you know, what do you want to do afterwards? Well, so Michael, what do you think about, so this is, this is different than as we, we all agree, because this is now a world stage event. This is not, this is not just here. This is not just in a state. This is not just Nevada, right? This is the globe. And, um, and, and for whatever, whatever it's worth, there are very interesting circumstances around the, the bodies that have dropped with the autopsies that have been performed and, and x-rays with the lungs and all this, which I tie, which is, easily can be tied into 5G effects and being affected by that particular weaponry, which already has a history of study. Uh, so, you know, this is, this is where, where, where I'm talking. And I, I think we all agree here that it's this big global reset. However, where do you think, and, and then this is where I think a lot of people may have trouble because if it's a global reset and clearly it's a global pandemic in air quotes, uh, how, how do you think that that was orchestrated that it came, that it boiled down to this, that all the countries decided to get in bed with each other and say, we're going to, do this like how do you what do you see as the mechanism to get this going well uh i mean and this is when we step over that line to like you know we don't we don't quite we we definitely don't quite know and um however we kind of like articulate it is going to be somewhat limiting to what it can be um the best explanation i've heard is it's almost as if um someone ran like the end outcome in a quantum computer game simulation software program and then this is what it came up with like every single thing is aligning so perfectly like in terms of like like what you're saying like reset and conspiratorial conspiratorial um wet dreams slash nightmares you know, like this, every prepper is like, I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this. And like every, like apo every apocalyptic is like, I've been waiting for this. Like, you know, this is scratching so many friggin' itches. Yeah, it feeds into all the different conspiracy theories, like Q, the Q people, the Q tards, they're all over it. Oh, it's happening now. You know, those unsealed, those unsealed indictments are going to happen now and mass arrests. And then, you know, and what you said that feeds into the prepper thing, it feeds into people's just general fear of getting sick. Uh, so many things everything and it's unquestioned you can't question it 
and it was it was done so well. It was done so well. So back to the original question, well, you know, what's the mechanism that can create this? Like, um, I mean, this is when we start getting into like what is worldview or reality view? Um, you know, I don't. I come to a point where I'm like, I don't. My my rational mind doesn't care. Um, I'm like, I recognize that there's something bigger, whether that's like someone who programmed a simulation, which it feels like is a real experience or whether like, you know, I'm, I'm like a product of aliens or whether like, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a soul from a, from a multi-level dimensional sort of, I don't know. All I know is like, as long as I'm in this body, I know there's a whole bunch of stuff I don't know. And I know it's freakier than I could ever imagine. I'm like, let me just try to like have some fun and figure it out and like, you know, and, and, and have some laughs, but do it right. Cause I, I want to do it like to the best of my ability. You know, it's like, that's the dance between to me of the, of the in and out, the, the black and the white is the, um, okay. Like, let me just like figure out how to like how to surf, how to surf life, and this is like the biggest wave. This is where all La Laird Hamilton, I think his name is, the big wave surfer. I feel like Laird yes. Hamilton right now. Yeah, you know this was so I had had this uh, dream quite a while ago and was on a few radio shows talking about it. I think like three years ago or four years ago, and where there was this big invasion and. Uh, you know, we looked up and the whole sky was a ship, the whole thing, and it separated away and didn't realize the whole thing was like this ship simulating the sky. And um, and then it, there was just a bunch of other stuff that went on that was very, you know, kind of apocalyptic. But what the details here are, I started to observe these uh, non, these... <laughs> octopi like things on people's faces and they were entering in eyeballs and noses and uh and then it's it's just so interesting to me and there you know it was a full takeover it was this full possession invasion takeover from an a some sort of sentience that had that seemed kind of interdimensional or or ai-ish and uh and then all of a sudden I'm noticing in the collective, this whole, the whole black eye club, if you're familiar with that, come back. I was just back. about it yesterday. I was just yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's come back round and I'm like, and I've insisted from the beginning that that wasn't a, <laughs> that wasn't an adrenochrome uh, withdrawal or exposure. It to me was the interpoint of this AI or whatever this inner this possession thing I've been tracking for a long time, and so for me, I'm getting with my personal understanding or projection into the collective of what I think is going on. For me, that's what's going on. I've noticed recently these changes in people around me and then, uh, you know, all this stuff's happening. And then through the, the synchronicity serpent that winds through all our lives collectively and personally, I started to see this whole thing happen again with the black eye club. And so this is where I'm going with it. You mentioned the quantum computers. That's right in line with where I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, and it's like, I, 
I, I mentioned earlier, like we're all going to reach all of our, we're going to, we're through whatever's happening right now, we're reaching our, our demarcations, like where each of us have like a level. I thought I've been here. I thought I understood this. And this is every single perspective of, of where we experience our life, like whether that's like interpretation of life, their emotional world, their relationship, whatever. So it's like, that's what the quality is. And this is one of the things which I think is an example of like, uh, like understanding like reality is we're going to become very, very, um, we're going to know for certain some of the weirdest things that we've always just kind of like researched and have rung true and be like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That feels right. And then you're going to see like, holy shit, that's exactly how it happens. But it's even stranger than what I thought it was. And I think this is like an example. Like it's like um, when you start talking about that, that imagery of the, the octopus going up the nose and I'm just immediately thinking about the imagery which they're showing about how they take the, the tests like where they stick that swab is deep in yes. the nose. No, I'm like, of course. And I'm like, are, are they stabbing the octopus? Are they giving it a snack? Like, you know, what's happening there? But something's happening. And I'm just oh my like, God, this is stranger yes. than I could ever imagine. That's the thing. It is stranger than we can conceptualize. And that's, I think, part of what's happening. Look at how effing strange all this is it's opened everyone's brains up hopefully a lot of people are a lot of people are, are their, their heads are in the sand with it but it's opened to most people's up who never thought they would see like this kind of lockdown and you have to have all this and um and so now that people's minds are open a little all it takes is a little and you know this it's exposing anything's, the npcs too well anything's possible yeah right Exactly. Like right now we're beginning to see like all of this stuff, like what you're calling like the deep woo, like suddenly it's taken a little bit more form, like really weird stuff is happening on a tangible level. Like what used to be thought of was like, oh, yeah, but now it's like, it's so concrete and so in your face, like that mystery is still there. Like we're talking about that at the beginning. Like, I don't doubt, like, like there's still not layers and layers of, of, but like something has shifted and now seems to be like either we moved into another time period, like a change in atmosphere permanently or whether now it's just like a temporary time. I don't know. But but the 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 woo has gotten more tangible and now it's like all of our training has. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We you, you roboted there for a minute, so I didn't know if you were frozen. <laughs> Me neither. So now, you know, you that's what we call the dramatic pause. It was an awesome dramatic pause. <laughs> yeah. Um, we call it on cruising with stick. We call it a, a. I forget now. Moment of silence. Moment dead of air. Silence. It's dead air. Is what it is. <laughs> anyway. The octopus thing. Did you see last month that YouTube streamer who got attacked in the face by a live octopus? Jerry, I have not. Please put that in our private chat and Discord. I will. It's in chat. I put it in the show notes and I put Holy it. Holy crap. Yeah, the octopi thing has been, of course, forefront in my mind. I had recently before the lockdown and all this, Michael, I've been tracking what I call this. I'm on this possession fact thing and if it's strip it away from religious connotation and i like i've had these weird experiences with people in the last several months where 
people I interact with, I don't interact with a lot of people, thankfully. Uh, and, and so this isn't this, as far as my personal life, there's no big deal. Uh, but Thing, and, you know, I, I'm grateful for that. But the few people I do interact with on a regular basis that know who I am, like the gas station attendant, right? They see you all the time. I go to the forest every weekend before I couldn't and interact with these, the, especially this one person. And I give her updates. She follows. And, you know, I'm good friends with some people that have stuff going on. She wanted to know what was going on with with stuff in my life with like Montana Jordan's show and I go in and so the point being she's always really chatty with me always wants to know what's going on I go in and she uh, I go right up and I'm like did you see Montana's show it feels evil on the travel channel blah 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 because it had already aired and all that and she looked at me strangely with blank eyes and said I don't know what you're talking about and I, I don't want to say her name, but I was just like, I don't either. Uh, 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 what do you mean, Jerry? I didn't know she had a show on a trial channel. Yeah, it is called It Feels Evil. Anyway, so uh, so she, I said, you know, I said her name. I'm like, you've been asking me when the show airs and all, all this. I see you every weekend. <laughs> She's like, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know you. And she, it was just this like, and the people, she had new staff in there. So she's kind of like the boss or whatever. And they were all, they were all looking at me very strange. I didn't recognize any of them. And it was this moment that felt like a twilight zone episode because, and I just went with it. So I didn't, I've seen body snatchers, seventies version. And I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna just act like one of them. I'm like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I've con you know, I've confused you. And they had a conversation going about, can everyone see the balloons in the window? And so I'm like, I, so I, I contributed to that and then left and I, I couldn't, it was un, unbelievable to me, unbelievable to me. Nothing like that has ever happened to me. It was a complete, she really truly did not know who I was. And I stand out, Michael, I'm a very standout person. And uh, so there's no way it's not like I'm walking in there like a normal average chick with jeans and, you know, like I'm in robes, you know, I'm, I'm myself and I stand out. And so that was one of these things that was probably in like January, I'd say. And I encountered another experience very similar to that. And I am just like, what is this? So we've got this woo. Did I create this? Is this a glitch in a matrix? Is this a time slip? Is Man Mandela effect? Right. What what is this? And so yeah. Uh, that's why I'm just giving you that because I, I still don't know. And it, it really did happen. So can I reflect on back, back on that? Yeah, that's why I gave you the story yeah. in co uh, in right. context so, to all this. So so it's interesting, like, I, not only is the story interesting, but then also kind of how you set that up, you know, could it be this or could it be that? Could it be the Mandela effect? Am I creating this? Is it, and, and I think that, that that's, that's what I'm seeing. I'm definitely seeing it in my own life. And I think, you know, you're confirming that other people, other people who have a degree of awareness of like, you know, I can go and can, I know what, what is a normal response. Like they're beginning to see these very, very tangible, strange things. But the strange things are different. And I think the strange thing is different, unique to what each person kind of works with. 
And, and so that is as in, so there's the similarity of like, yeah, it's gotten weird. And then the, uh, uh, the uniqueness, the individual within the shared experiences, like this is how my, mine was weird. And you said in the beginning that, um, that uh, you are interested by like possessions or like that's kind of like what's been capturing your attention. Is this like, is your sense that this would fall under like something like that? Is that why, is that what you're, 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 you're thinking the, the cause is? Well, uh, since I've had, so I've had this series of dreams and for anyone that doesn't, uh, my dreams always really come true. Like my teething of Melchizedek that I posted in early November before all this happened, all of it literally came to pass, including people going crazy. But the locusts, this virus coming from Asia, it's a hundred percent hit before this stuff happened. And all my videos are like this. So these downloads, I have a good hit rate, despite all the, uh, be, despite a lot of people that will, after stuff happens, says this, I predicted it. Well, I've, I've got timestamps. And so I follow these things that I get, these downloads. And like I said, one of these downloads was this octopi possession thing that I've, I've been talking about for a long time. And it is... And, and I gave you keywords here, 1970s body snatcher film. So I don't necessarily think that, you know, they're growing tubes. I don't think they're growing new bodies, but I think somehow whatever's happening with this 5G rollout has something to do with this other uh, conscious, this, uh, it's, it's aligning like a, a portal or something for other things enter interstellar interstellar outer galactic i don't know it's it, uh, the the d wave for all i know it's opening up an electrical frequency an electrical portal that's allowing whatever this is that i saw symbolically as octopi-ish entering people's faces and transforming so in that dream also I was being led by someone that my ex-husband came and it, which he'd never like he did stuff he'd never do he would I can try tell you he will never show up in my life with a ring it will never it's scorched ground he you know I'm like the devil to him so this happening in my dream was so crazy and um and so and because I had such a deep heartfelt experience with him and even though I left him I was like you know opened it and wanted to talk I followed him I did all that and halfway through the dream when I, we were driving to wherever he was taking me which was this ship uh I was noticing all this apocalyptic apocalyptic scenery on the journey to where he was taking me and and then we stopped for gas because the car ran out of gas but synchronistically the ship he was trying to get me to was there and I went into the store and that's where I saw the octopi on on these faces and I saw other people that were fine they'd already entered and they had the black eye right with the red eye inside and then I'm so his name's Scott and he Scott's like you know come on this way and I started following him I realized he wasn't Scott this wasn't Scott. This wasn't my ex-husband. This was not him. It may have been his shell or doppelganger, but I, he was taking me somewhere 
And all of a sudden I had that, that 1970s body snatcher moment, like, holy shit, I'm not going there. And so I, you know, I made my run for it. I'm like, I'm not going there. I had that epiphany where this is this is bigger than I thought it was. I thought this was just like an alien invasion, like old school LA, and you know, invasion over LA or something. This was a portal had opened and these things are here and people that you trust and know are not the people you trust and know, but they look like them. They might be their shells. They might sound like them. There are they're putting? There's an inner. There's like some sort of holographic imagery around them, but they're not the people. And, and it was one of those things. Like, come back and check yourself. This is behavior Scott would never do. He showed up with a ring. I'm like, oh well, that's convenient. Where's your wife? Because he's remarried, and um, you know, like this is something he would never do. And so these cues that tell you, like this woman at the store, at the at the gas station, she just did not know me. She literally did not know me. And it's these little cues with interactions of people in your lives where there's something different. And, and so the Scott that came to me was had enough of his normal personality that I bought it, you know, like I bought it, the woman at the grocery store, we just at the gas station, we have a very surface level relationship. I am sure she sees hundreds of people a day. And so there would be no reason for her main program, her mainframe to have a memory of me. There'd be no reason for it. It's just essential, just basic stuff. So like her family and all that. So I hope that gives you a good synopsis of where I'm coming from with possession. You just totally reminded me of that crazy dream I had last month. Or at oh, the do beginning tell. Of March. Share it, Jer. I've shared it already. The one where I saw the woman floating at my door. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But and she, she would, wanted to come in. She, no, not her. She was warning me about something that was coming in. And it, it was like that. It was like smoke with eyes in it that, tri- that yes. snaked around her and tried to get in the house. And I slammed the door and said, no. But that whole thing just is like, the, that's kind of the similar to what you were just saying. It gave me goosebumps when you it's, said that. Well, yeah. it is. It's, it's very creepy, but I do think it's tied around this 5G. I do think there's a connection with the electrical uh, the new electrical grid around us that it, as and and you this is what I'm trying to get your opinion on this uh, Michael because of how we are is bioorganisms how the electrocurrents affect us and how this this is this is something that could be uh, on the table uh, I would say that there we're dealing with such a big kind of like our natural experience is filled with blind spots. And so we're dealing, we're going into one of these blind spots and, and there could be anything around any corner. Like, you know, any, uh, anything by now you have to recognize that anything is like very, really possible. So um, uh, I definitely am open to a lot of things, which a couple of years ago, I would just be like, you know, I'm like, I find that interesting, but you know, nah, that's not that's not how I think it works. And now I'm like, I don't know nothing. Um, so I'm open to to like right now I'm at a phase where anything is um that is out of the ordinary is worthy of examination. 
And I think we, that's the that's the nature of this period of of, of time is like we need to start paying each person individually start paying attention to whatever it is your hot buttons are because that's where you got to that's where where you're going to figure out whatever the hell is going on. Um, that's where you're likely to get poked the most. Yeah. I mean, I was just thinking about this. Like, I mean, the when you talk about those, those, the, the, the octopus up the nose, like that hits something within my own, uh, some things which I've heard in the last couple weeks. And so like that felt very like, I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah, exactly. Like that was a bell ringer. Um, I've had really since, since starting probably in November, but from November leading up to now, like I live a very, uh, I pay a lot of attention to synchronicities and coincidences. I've always lived my life that way. And the things that I've seen since November, and not just what I've seen, but what what I originally started talking about, like on Instagram, and then like four days later, like it shows up. So like like you're saying, like a time date stamp, like I'm seeing the same thing you're seeing. Like I think this is like kind of bec- is the normal for anyone who's paying attention. They'll be like, yeah, that's right too. Um, so it's there seems to be some degree of of integrating. Um, I'm seeing God. This can I get weird? Please do. We, you know, we live there. <laughs> so one of the biggest things that I have noticed within my own life is uh, this chapter, this five-year chapter, which has just been the wildest five years of my life has come to an end. And I, me- I, I, I measure my life by like different markers. So for me, like moving, like I live in the same place, this, this, this apartment in Marietta, Pennsylvania, like right on the Susquehanna, like for like five years. And like, I was literally like forced out. Like my hand was played for me, like not in a bad way, but it was like, I had no other option and like everything's lined up. So it begins with that. And then like all of this sort of strange things um, has been leading up, like up into this point where we are right now, where it's just weird. So that's kind of the backdrop. So here's the weirdness. So one of the things which I've been talking a lot about is um, has to do with cats. So I've blended two cat families. Like I had two cats and then like these, these two other cats came in to live and there's this like kind of cat drama unfolding. And so at first, like some old cats have disappeared and like really weird things. I'm not even going to go down to that. But now all that's left are three cats and there's like this equilibrium and it's just like, it's like cat heaven, the way these, these cats are interacting. And so there are these two cats though, which were totally different, maybe about four months ago, but they're now beginning to look exactly the same. And the fact that multiple people are confusing, like visually saying, oh, that's, that's Olive or that's Miri. And then like getting it wrong. They're beginning to look alike in a way which they've never had before. And they're beginning to act alike. And there's this, and there, there's this blending, like all of these small little things, which are like kind of different, but paralleled in life, I'm beginning to see start to blend. Like that's the weird stuff. That's just one example. Like what's blending? What is the mechanism that's causing this blending? What are these different, to me, I'm seeing it as timelines, like different expressions of like the same sort of, of, of context of person, of awareness, of consciousness. And they're kind of like, they're interacting in a way they normally do not with a higher degree of, 
of of it's obvious and they're they're something's happening they're blending somehow that's interesting oh, yeah you're muted sorry jericho no i was just filling time i muted myself i was unmuted to talk and then i muted myself yes <laughs> This is I want I want to touch on the animals is there's been very strange behavior in the animals around my cottage and to the point where cats especially one cat that is she just doesn't like me has ne never really she's it, I never see her because she doesn't like me all of a sudden I get it you know like wherever I go in her space, I'm, I'm, she's like under my feet and I'm like, Hazel, what, you know, what's this about? And I'm having, I mean, there's, I could go on and on and on about the strange animal behaviors. And part of my mind is like, okay, is there an event going to happen as far as like an earthquake? You know how they say with like earthquakes and stuff around animals. And I, I can't, I can't, discern everything's going off and here's another weird experience that just happened so it it happened and it inspired me to buy a barometer <laughs> that's that's how intense it was uh i have one of my dogs and this is one of the weird one of my wolf dogs got hit by a car like uh right around the time jerry went in the hospital and it was extreme and there's a huge amount of woo around that just unbelievable another story another day but uh, he's got a wheelchair now and uh he is so the wheelchair has an air you know you pump up the the inner tube and all that well there was this big pressure these pressure drops are happening in my cottage and this was the initial one that was really noticeable there was some sort of pressure change in here and so what i heard was a big pop it sounded like somebody had taken a gun and shot shot it in the other room one of one the the wolf dog that has a higher content if you know anything about wolves she went to the other end of the room as far as she could get because they do that they'll go to the forest you know and watch and then assess they don't go for something well the one with the lower content that got hit you know he he tried to he, he's looking over and he wanted to scuttle over and see what's going on i still didn't know what was going on i'm i'm trying to figure out was there was is there is there someone outside right outside the kitchen that had just shot something and I've, i have had some strange uh behavior happening around my cottage with i think a, a real person and then i realized it was the inner tube and it had popped there was some sort of barometric change in the kitchen and um i got confirmation on that by the way that it would have to have been something like that it exploded and uh and so since then so of course now i got that barometric meter and i'm looking at that every day now and but since then, in this cottage, I have been in here, and there's been a change in pressure where my ears will pop all of a sudden, like you're going up a mountain, like you're going up a mountain or down right. a mountain. Right. And so that's the, these kind, and this is just 
I mean, this is in the recent, this is just in this last six weeks. And so something like that is happening in here and there's no reason for it. There's absolutely no reason that I would have drops like that where it would take blowout inner tubes. Could your elevation have changed because of whatever tectonic plate movement? Because of a, well, it would have to change a lot, Jerry, to do that so suddenly. Not if you were right on the cusp of a, a bar, you know, it's out. So the Cascadia subduction zone is what 300 miles away from me. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's, I guess it's pot. Is that close enough? I yeah. don't know. Yeah, absolutely. So it could be that. The only time I've ever had that happen is when there was a tornado in my neighborhood. My, See, my I've gone through, in. but did you have your ears popped? I come, I grew up in the Midwest and torn in Tornado Alley. Yeah. I've been around tornadoes my whole life. I love, I actually love. I'm one of those stupid people that gets out, but I also know when to go back in. I know when you start seeing the finger, you better get your ass inside and underground. <laughs> uh, it was, it was, it was very. I don't know. I don't know. The the fact that so my ears popping, okay, that's one thing. But an actual inner tube blowing up is another. That's a whole different ball game for me. So since you got your barometric uh pressure reader, uh mm-hmm. have you noticed anything interesting? It's steady Freddy. It's steady Freddy. Have you felt your ears pop or uh, since having that? Like, have you been able to look when your ears have popped? Yes. So, yes. But then by the time when they pop, I go in and I look because I put it in there in the kitchen where that wheelchair is. I was like, this is going to go right here. And uh, I go in and, and it seems to be in its, you know, where it seems to in a normal range where it was when I checked earlier. So I, I don't know if if the pressure drop is happening real fast that it wouldn't register on that or not. But that's uh, how serious I was as to gauging, like get a get a tool and see what's going on with this. Yeah, there's. Uh, I mean, I think we're 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 at a t- because there's been so many weird things like. Um, uh, and I'm just, you know, I'm satisfied with that, with saying this about myself, like I, um, that now, like any time, which could be like a clue to particularly what you're saying, you're talking about like on the fundamental, um, like the, the environment level, like, you know, where we live our lives, like, you know, the environment we're, we're experiencing reality in, like you're picking up changes there. Like, I think that's definitely worth, um, an investigation and then also with with a freedom of like it could be associated to like so many other things like you know beyond just like the the barometric pressure you know what i mean uh because i think that's you're 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 probably on to something i got also a reading i have this on on video uh so with and i'm saying so within like this and this is in the last four months i was coming back from shopping and for food and uh which normally is in every six weeks to two months experience because i hate going into public people bother me i don't like being pushed around and how unconscious people can be and in general this is a normal thing in my life i just am uh an introvert and i prefer one-on-one and uh 
So coming, driving back home, I noticed this front. And of course, you, you notice this if you live on water, right? You see, you can see a rain front. You can see where it starts, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is common. And you're like, okay, there's a rain front. You can see right where the water is, or you can see right where it's not raining and right where it is. Well, this was very bizarre. I'm like, oh my God, that's like right over my house. And get so it's in the block. It's not just my own house that was covered, but it was this whole little section that included my cottage. And uh, and it was hailing gigantic hailstones. I've, I've got video of it. So it's literally like a sheet of clear blue and then hailing, hailing over, I'd say a block area of where I live. And so, and then, and then it was gone. So I don't know what that is. I've got it on video. Uh, I don't know, but it's stuff like that. And so when I go online and I look, I see a lot of other people posting this kind of stuff. I'm not the only person. I'm not the only one seeing this stuff. I'm not the only one experiencing it, but because I'm open to the synchronistic world, I'm open to the woo. I'm not closed off these things. And then I like to get the evidence if I can. And, uh, that was just like another thing. It's like, well, what's this, you know, what is this? Have you correlated that with the Schumann resonance? No, and that's another thing to do, but I am coordinating it with that dream I'm talking about, and I am coordinating it with the way they've been rolling 5G out in my town with the towers. Check out these spikes we've had lately. Yeah, yes, I've been following that, and I've been seeing how crazy that is. And then, you know, that makes a lot of sense with the Paul LaViolette stuff for me. That's the galactic wave. Well, <clears throat> uh, apparently we are in the process of or just have gone through the galactic sheet in the solar system, if that shit's even real. Can you explain that for people, Jay? Sure. So galaxy is a disk is disc shaped more or less and uh, our solar system moves in a sine wave up and down around as we rotate around the galaxy and every 12,500 years we hit the peak one of those peaks of the sine wave and uh, as we go up and down we go through the sheet of, which is basically the disk of the of the galaxy, but it's an electromagnetic or plasma sheet that you know encloses our galaxy, if you will. So we go through this this uh, high energy, high particle energy area every twelve thousand five hundred years, and that's kind of we're in that space right now, which correlates with so many other things with the twelve thousand five hundred year cycles. Well, I'm taking that like one step further, and it's funny you bring this up because this just kind of came in my awareness. Um, Synchro. Definitely, uh, just the other day. Um, so, I mean, I, 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 I put this out there with no more credence other than the fact that what these particular two um, symbols, and that's what they are, they're symbols in like the collective consciousness. But um, back in like uh, 2011, like that time frame, like the lead up to 2012, 
Stephen Hawking. So, you know, think about Stephen Hawking, whatever, whomever he was, but he is like given to the mainstream mind as the symbol of the world's greatest brain. So he's the symbol of the greatest brain. And so the great, and, and we also know that 2012 represents, I mean, that's, that's supposedly like what 2012 was all about. What you were just describing is like the, like this is describing. Right, right. So he said that like, Oh, the minds, they got it wrong. They forgot to do this and like, blah, 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 like Stephen Hawking, blah, blah. But his conclusion was the real end of the mind calendar is the summer solstice 2020. Right. And that lines up with like, uh, we've got a a solar eclipse on the solstice this year. Right. And that eclipse is exactly at the location where that... um, where the 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 um uh from the heavens like you know where that where you cross that transition from from above to below in that sign curve Mm -hmm. and so it's like that all kind of like it supports that particular story and you're like you know there's some you know oh this is what it looks like when everything reverses like i mean that does make sense like as we're describing like all of the weirdness both like what you're experiencing inside what you're seeing from the news, what you're seeing in your real life. And yep. it's like, oh, this is what, what reality looks like when this thing we call the solar system supposedly crosses this line and blah, blah, blah. Right. But yeah, this is weird. Right. And also in December, there's um, a super conjunction on the solstice. I don't know about that. What's what's that? Oh, I'll have to look it up. But it's December 12th, December 21st of 2020. 2020 convergence it's uh it's like a it's like all the planets are going to line up which ones where are they lining up i want to know this stuff we like the details does it say yeah it's called the great conjunction oh i'm sorry okay so it's a conjunction of plan of jupiter and saturn okay and they occur every 20 years and where are they going to line up does it give you like the degree probably like early aquarius would be my guess it doesn't say yeah it's probably going to be like around if i were to guess in in december like that would probably be like early aquarius because saturn is just right on aquarius right now it's a slow mover um i found it it's uh it's uh in conjunction of jupiter and saturn at or near the opposition to the sun and jupiter and saturn will occupy the same position in right ascension on three separate occasions over the period of a few months and they're called triple conjunctions, which is also happening. Yeah, that. Uh, uh, I mean, if you want to look, ultimately, that's what the that's what that's what the heavens are like. I mean, the sky clock, calendar. sky clock, sky clock. Is that what you're looking at? Yeah. It's a no, sky that clock. that's what I call it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like that. Like before you take in meaning, before you do anything else, like you go and you you follow it. It gives you like uh, durations of time. But astrology is not about time. It's about timing. And timing is like when things line up. And and what you're describing and what we're starting to see is like this lining up of all of these heavens, regardless of what the heavens are, like they're doing something they don't normally do. And we're, we're, um, we're seeing in reality, we're seeing in reality like some uncommon stuff and some major, major changes. Uh, we can get into the age of Aquarius in a moment. Um, because that, to me, uh, the conjunction, if, if they're going to be opposite the sun, so that would probably put the sun, when did you say if it's going to be, the, the sun would be at... Um, it was in opposition to the sun. Well, yeah, it is in, op- it is in opposition. It, they will be, yes. 
So the sun would be on zero degrees Capricorn because of um, it, it's the uh, the solstice or the the yeah the solstice. And so um, no, Saturn's definitely at like early uh, October. Regardless, they're going to all be in some sort of. The, that's why convergence makes more sense because you got a double conjunction, then they're off by thirty degrees. That's like a rare event, yes. particularly on the solstice, particularly on all the other uh, stuff which we're saying or seeing on the on the equinoxes and the the solstices, like as we're saying the other um, eclipse. So, uh, and we're crossing over that that. Um, you know, above the above the galactic plane to below the galactic plane, or maybe we're going the other way. I'm not certain. Um, but yeah, like maybe that's what explains all this. You ask what the mechanism is. It's the conjunction. I'm sorry, I, I just found the information you're asking me about. It happened. It's going to be in Aquarius. Thirty okay. degrees east. Which is a good segue into what you're saying. What are you yeah. saying about Aquarius, Michael? Well, um, this being this being a marker of perhaps so there's there's a general idea of of the different ages, and so it's been put out there that you know we're moving into the age of Aquarius. Um, I've had a little bit of difficult time to confirm with what that supposedly means with like, you know, astronomical data, but you know, I'm not a, I'm not an astrophysicist, so I could be totally not doing it right. But that being said, like we're said to be moving into the age of Aquarius and what um, that, that this particular uh, really strong con uh, conjunction um, lined up in Aquarius in particularly early Aquarius, uh, you know, that would, and we're talking about like starting a new cycle, like it all kind of makes sense. And what we're seeing happening in the outer world is uh, our very Aquarian type of expressions. I would call them inversions of the Aquarius ideal, but nonetheless, they are Aquarius expressions. And so that makes up to like, I mean, that makes sense too, because, you know, the way I see it and the way I understand like how things work is, yeah, there are people who are in the shadows who orchestrate real life events to correspond with the story in the heavens, you know, whether you, and I mean this in the most literal sense, I'm not talking about this in anything woo. I'm talking about like, why do you think the federal reserve has 11 different constellations etched in the glass at their headquarters? Like, you know, th and this is what you would do if you wanted to influence, particularly for like, you know, an ugly way, which I would say what we were talking about before, like you would go and coordinate your particular um, movements with like the greater clock. Why couldn't it be also that the clock drives the narrative on this plane and that those things are just expressions of the system? Um, well, it's probably both. Yeah. And so, um, so it's, it's kind of like, uh, remember we talked about like the inner world and the outer world yep. and you could like participate here, you could participate there, you could participate where they meet. And so if you are like rather skilled and if you're a part of a guild of rather skilled and well-connected people, um, 
you would you would do just that like it's 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 all coordinated of course i'm going to play in my events to be in alignment with the heavens and the heavens are going to influence me and it's going to happen this way no matter what that i don't know because i still see though it is a universal story in astrology it's primarily babylonian in terms of like the the underlying construct of the 1260 ratio um objectively like planets are in a location like that's true and then when we put on a particular zodiac we're like we're we're doing a filter to to understand it but nonetheless it's a pretty big filter and it's been an accurate expression of like you know reality or at least the story we're, we're told of reality um right so absolutely and the stuff which we're seeing for the most part <clears throat> I don't, you know, it's like, yes, it's, it's, it's probably a reflection like of, of the, of the greater story, but, um, I like computers, like we're on computers right now. I think computers are a great thing. Like, I'm not saying get rid of computers. I'm not saying the internet's a bad thing, but I am saying the internet, like the underlying motivation behind it was always military. It was always yeah. having to do with death and destruction. Developed at DARPA. To actually make computers, you literally have to go and use like uh, uh, destructive elements to extract the rare earth minerals. There's slave labor involved. Like everything about the foundation of the computer industry is is destructive. I believe the computers are a truth of the Aquarian age, which is like there's a way that you should be able to access all sorts of information and connect with whoever you want, like everything about it. But I think there's a way that we would do it in harmony with our environment. I'm not trying to sound woo. I'm not seeing it. But I think somehow I put a crystal in my head and I can have the exact same clarity of an email without all of the stuff. I haven't done that. But I think what we're seeing is an inversion of a truth. And that's how I envision the truth. I totally agree. I like this is uh, in uh, Aquarian ideals and an inversion of the Aquarian ideals. And somehow along the line like you know maybe some people maybe it's the octopus entities i don't know that's above my pay grade but like <laughs> there is a inverted expression a destructive expression a darkened expression of like these hot these these principles which are coming into fruition yeah i totally agree with that that idea of the internet being this copy of an organic thing that used to exist, a network between humans, uh, call it tele telepathy or whatever you want, right? That we had this ability at some point and lost it if that was, you know, through DNA meddling or just over time we've forgotten it or from maybe the last mud flood. Who knows? You know what I'm saying? It could be any reason. We have no idea why, but this is a copy that's replaced our natural abilities. And the, and I some people would call that satanic, you know, or but exactly. I just I just think of it as like an inorganic uh, force has created this narrative, and it can't create things on its it can't create organic things, so it has to create copies of organic things, like the internet, like transhumanism, you know, all these mm -hmm. all these things are copies of nature. Same goes for like allopathic medicine. Those are all copies of natural things that, you know, we used to use, but now they have, you know, quote unquote meds. Anyway. Yeah, and they, and they've been inverted. They've been, and what I think what's, I think about this a lot, like as it relates, and the reason I think about this is because I think it's a, a very effective way of navigating reality 
is like, you know, you can ask yourself, like, um, what is the higher truth? And is this being an expression of something which is in harmony with growth and express and ex expansion? Or is this part of like um, of the inhale? And there's a place for the inhale. Don't get me wrong. You can't just expand a balloon. At some point, it needs to ex uh, contract somewhere. So there's some of that, but it's either primordially like uh, being driven by the expansion or the contraction. And that's what to me is how I see the inversion and, and maybe the artificial, like as you described with like the, like the transhumanism and they, uh, you know, that, that corresponds with it, but we can use this like kind of clarity to, to recognize like, um, like particularly right now, like let's bring this back to something real. Um, collectively, we are in this dance with 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 um, with what's going to be sold to to the population. So you're gonna be like, okay, here's your twelve hundred dollars a month, and it's gonna come with this, and you're gonna have to have your like e documents or your eid, and like once you get your vaccine, then you can come out and you can take airplanes. But if you don't do that, like you know, there's all this stuff which is on the horizon, which may or may not happen. But the truth is, um, this is going to have to be. Um, it's going to have to be a voluntary sort of thing. It's got to be voluntary uh, for two reasons. One is the practical. It's just like it's going to be too hard with um, trying to enforce by like by like leverage to make everyone go and do this. Possibly with like the robot armies, but I don't know. I've just heard about them on in, on videos. Maybe they exist. Maybe they don't. I think more more more. What will happen more is that you, you'll be shamed into doing it or you'll have to do it to travel and all that stuff. You would come up with a way and you would just like if you have any ounce, you're going to have some people are going to be like, this is awesome. Let me sign me up, you know, give me the iPhone on my brain. And, and you know, it's like, you know, there's some people who are like that. And then there's some people who are like, well, what do I do? What do I do? Like, I don't want to be part of it. But da, 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 da. and you know, you're in that in that position, the FOMO, the FOMO, the fear of missing out. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, that. Yeah. Exactly. Like, what am I going to do? How am I going to? How am I going to? Like, whatever that would be. And so, what will happen is you will go under your own free will, and you'll be like, "Fuck!" And you'll go and do it. And and that is like the second reason why I think like it's it's that puts it in. It's a loophole, but it puts it in alignment with the spiritual truth. And that is, and you know, you talked about this being run like on a higher level, whatever that may be on that higher level recognizes that there, there is, a, there is going to be a spirit. There has to be a spiritual truth to it. You have to go for this to really hold. It has to be, um, it has to be of, of the majority's free will. They have to, and that's the only way it's actually going to work is everyone's going to be like, you got it. I definitely want this. You know, this is exactly what I need. So this is what, uh, at, this is where we are right now and we're recognizing this and like you know th and this is where i'm really interested because i think we're going to get we're going to see very firsthand like this kind of nature of reality of like of what of of how we as individuals experience uh this dance between our inner world and our outer world because we're going to come face to face with this like kind of working out really nicely mm -hmm. because we're at this point where something strange is happening or it's going to work out in like you know the worst nightmare that you can imagine. Right. It's, um, it's like a precipice, and um, the on one level, it's a spiritual battle at like this macro level. 
it certainly seems that way, or at least mm-hmm. we're going to find out like whether or not that's just kind of a, a test, or at least that's what I'm thinking is going to happen. Um, we're going to be given that opportunity. And what I would imagine, and this even fits in with this story, like, I mean, you got to remember, like, I'm saying Stephen Hawking, we're talking Mayan calendar, we're talking about above the, the ecliptic, like, we're talking all about these things like they're real. Like, I mean, maybe they are. Right, we don't know. But it's like someone told us, they're like, there's this Mayan calendar and here's a picture. It's like, I, I'm not saying it's not true, <laughs> but I'm saying there is a possibility. And they told us, and you and I both understand it the same way. We're like, it's Oh, you muted. Ruse, or maybe not. We don't know. But anyway, what's happening is like this would make sense, like where these, where the opportunity is presenting itself for like different timelines, different experiences, different things. Like cats are melding together. This is kind of what it looks like, you know. Uh, read about like the 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 Philadelphia experiment. We talked yeah. about the Mandela effect. Right. They had like, all sorts of weird blending stuff. Like maybe that's part of it. You know, maybe, who knows? Maybe. But but like that to me is exciting. Um, it's exciting in the fact that like may you live in interesting times. Exciting, um, you know. It's 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 a whole new game all of a sudden, or at least has the potentiality. The only reason it wouldn't is if they tell us what would you do if they told us on April first that this was all an April Fool's joke? <laughs> laugh. <laughs> I would laugh. So okay. Right. Well, this is, you know, the way I boil all this down to is I came online for this. This is why I'm here. And, um, and it makes sense with all the synchronicities in my life to getting to this moment, whatever this is in the idea of and postulating towards an opt out. So say you have to take a vaccination and all this to participate in society now, because otherwise you'll be bottlenecked in. Like I had to just do upgrades on some of my tech that I said I would never, ever, ever do. And then all of a sudden all my tech became unusable because it's old and I can't do anything and everything I do is online. So I had to do what I said I would never do. And what, this was free choice. I did that because everything I do is online and I needed to stay online. So when you're when we're talking about this reset and all this stuff that's happening and getting getting that ID, taking that vaccine so you can go to the 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 fucking store, you know, and get some groceries. Uh I don't see how an opt out works. How does that work, Michael? Um so you um, you opt out. I mean, you don't get it. And I don't think they'll put it in where you you know you can't go to the store. But I think it'll become. I think travel restrictions will definitely be. Well, one there, of there's there's certainly that that potentiality is that that you know that stick is being brandished like this yes. is what's around the corner. Like I mean, watch. There's some very very. Um, there's some very very. Uh, uh, strong videos that are out there where people are showing like you know this is what's happening in china and this was happened here and and like when you when you see the big picture like everything's kind of lined up perfectly and um you know it can look really scary and yeah Uh, here's a good example You, you won't be able to get hired unless you've gotten the vaccination 
for coronavirus. You like, won't be able to leave your house. Like, <laughs> I don't think that's they what I'm saying. So how do we opt? Like what? How do what? I do not want a vaccination. I don't care what other people think about that thought. If you're vaccinated, you should be fine. Okay, so leave me alone. And uh, yeah, true. So especially with this particular situation that is nefarious no matter how you look at it whatever they've just done uh i don't want any part of it and yet as an example like i had to upgrade my tech recently because otherwise i couldn't do any of this i can't get online and all this so what it what happened so you say no and uh and here's another hard example my city rolled out like all cities, smart meters, the first wave of it, I said, no, no, no. And I got out and I, you know, the guy pulling out my meter said, this was like seven years ago. I'm like, nope, I'm staying analog. You know, I'm like, how dare you call on my property, first of all, and just take my meter off. I was so offended. And, um, and he'd already done it. And then, so they sent me a new alleged analog meter and this was electrical and it's not but it it doesn't it's not like the the digital looking ones but it's a digital looking analog one anyway long story so recently they just my city rolled out new smart meters with water and i again i i emailed the mayor here and said i'm sorry i'm not having it i don't consent to this and she didn't even respond of course and she you know forwarded my email on i'm in a little town she should have spent the five minutes to respond to me by the way it's a small town and uh send it on to someone else who's like, here's all the information. And I'm like, I'm well aware of all this. And then not only that, I threw Deborah Tavares at him and, and stopped the crime.net. And uh, I'm like, I'm well aware of all this and I do not consent. And that bought me time. They didn't bother because I used those words. I do not consent. Now, this stuff happens and the city's sending out all kinds of stuff like you know the towing the line with you can't go out this and that and this and that and by the way addendum the smart meters that didn't get installed for water are now going to have to be moving forward because of blah 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 and I'm like, okay, so I said I don't consent. That bought me time. Now there's this pandemic. I have no personal rights at this point. The state is the law, and and that's that. So I say this is where we, you know, this is where I postulate. Like, I don't want this vaccine. I don't want. I don't want to play this game. I do not consent. So I don't consent. They don't give me a vaccine, but then I can't go and get what I need. I can't do what I need just like with this, you know, having to upgrade my tech. How does that actually work in the end? What are people going to do that say no? Well, when you uh, can't do anything then. So, so I mean, this is the truth. This is so part of this is, I mean, so we're going to dance a little bit between like, 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 reality you know i gotta i gotta live in my body and i gotta you know i want to eat and i want to have like experiences being a human and then we're going to talk about like maybe like a little bit spiritual because we're, we're a lot of things are, are are this is blending this is like why we're talking about like this is this is un, unchartered territory um so uh 
specifically, like, um, there's going to be, um, there's the, the, the system itself. Like, I mean, we're, we have to admit, like, if you want to be part of the system, which you have always been a part of, which I've always been a part of, and, and we've grown, we were born into it. We didn't ask to be part of it, but this is what we grew around. Um, there's going to be a line in the sand and, and it's like, you want to continue to be part of it. You still want to go and fly on my airplanes. You want to still go and drive my cars and, and, and have my electricity and my petroleum and my computers. Well, guess what? You're going to get the vaccine because that is true. Like you may not have agreed and the same is true with me. I may not have agreed to all of these other things, but like we are part of a system where, where, where it's going to probably become clear, like, your eye, you, you don't get to pick and choose. Like the whole system is corrupt. Uh, you may choose to look the other way, but but like that's that seems to be happening. Um, uh, and that's like physical reality. And and but there's this other part where I'm. I don't know this is the case. Like I I'm not. I'm I'm just saying this mostly out of like um, sense. Like I'm sensing this. This makes the most amount of sense. And then. Also, like my understanding of how reality in life works is um, probably two things is is like like there there has to be like a, um, a a step into the unknown of what would life actually look like without without this um, without the safety net of this structure. And there has to be like a group of people like there's got to be a, um, like a critical mass. But then there's like this other part, which is like the asterisks are made before is like, um, I think it's going to be, and this is where it just gets woo. Can I get woo and weird? Please. Yes, Absolutely. we love right. the woo. Stop asking so if you can. <laughs> this is your woo land. <laughs> All right. So, so um, you, you mentioned the mud flood. And I don't know, I don't know if Tataria is like, you know, a psyop. I don't know if it's real. I don't know. But this is what I do know, is what Tataria does is it provides a mental construct of how life may be on Earth if we were human beings and we lived with high technology and we lived in harmony with the laws of our environment instead of living in inversion with it, which is what makes it destructive. And that's right. what I believe it is. And I would think like we would... Those buildings, like that's where we lived. Like we lived in houses like that. Like we didn't have to worry about bills because they were lasted for however long people lived. And we traveled and we would go and we would see each other. And like, I don't, I don't know how we get there. But all I know is like, it is all of the things we're afraid we're going to lose because like, if I don't take the vaccine, like I want to make certain, like I like to go to market. Like, unlike you, I like going to market. I've got a great market where I live and I like to go and see the people and like, yeah, sometimes it's too close, but there's something about that I like. And I like to go back to like my private space. And like, I like the human experience and I can see yeah. the truths in it. And I think that that exists. Yeah, I love and to I shop like, too. And it's like, there's, this is like the mystery. This is part of it. Like, and this is like, you know, this is, I, <laughs> you know, I'm not telling anyone to follow along, but like, if this is literally how it's going to unfold, there's going to have to be a line where you're going to be like, it's, it's not about, you can't fight it. 
If you try to fight the oppressors, that's called a revolution. And all that is, is the wheel turns. You're on the same, get, you're on the same thing. Like that's a revolution. You're just turning the wheel and maybe the bottom guy's on top or maybe the bottom guy stays on the bottom. But it's like, that's not it. It's like there is a different octave of expression and that cannot be fought to be gained. And all of the weird stuff, this is like the mystery. It's like, you know, I don't know, but like, I'm not putting my free will there. And I now have a mental construct of like what I think, like what it could be. And, you know, with the, we could go look at all these, 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 um, these Atlantean concepts, and these are the three primary ones, and they are all anchored in inversion on the oldest river on the planet. That's the Susquehanna mystery. That's what all that's about. Globalism begins on the river. Computer technology begins on the river. And the three-wire distribution of electricity begins there. The first computer, the first colony of, of, the, of the British Empire, and, the, and Edison's first, um, and Edison's first uh, electrical power generator, plant. yeah. Uh, like full plant and wired and wired connection to a building. It's now known as the Edison Hotel. Like this, all is on the same river. It all connects to John D. It's all like you know, it's the oldest river on the planet. There's so much stuff. Like this is how they did it, and we're gonna go and see. Like it has to be an undoing of this sort of stuff. Maybe even a parallel reality. I mean, I could even go down and show you. There's a very strong in indication that Scranton, Pennsylvania, is a bleed over to another line. I mean, I can go and create a very, very strong argument for that. And like, we're we're going to have to be bumped up against the uh, the absurd. Yeah, yeah, I to I totally agree. There, I think there are sp spots here where dimensions converge, if you will, or parallel adjacent realities converge. Yeah, absolutely. And they're, they're always, one of the things I've noticed through my personal experiences and listening to others, there's always somehow water close by or involved. Yeah. Yeah. Particularly for the human experience. Yeah. Well, uh, water's water, a portal. Yes. I mean, water is, I mean, what's cool about astrology is we can look at elements from like this very, very big picture. And so like everything that's watery is like, you can kind of go and say like, oh, that's water. And so it's like, you know, the inner world, the psychic world, the emotions, feelings, dream world, the moon, uh, nourishment, uh, the actual rivers, the lakes, you know, all of this water, they have certain qualities which are, which are universal. And like, definitely water is how we connect. We connect as human beings through the emotional realm. We connect through our psychic realm. If we're all standing in the same pool and the same stream, you know, all of this sort of stuff. Like water is, uh, we know all of the peoples across this, across earth, you know, they had a connection with water, which was transcendental. Yes, it was practical, but it was also transcendental. It brought them to something greater than the physical realms. What did they know? in practical terms. It's hard to know that. we So much of our history has been lost or obfuscated or hidden or whatever, occulted, if you will, from us. Definitely, yeah. definitely. But we also, I think we're, 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 we're smart creatures and we can, uh, you know, both with inner sight and then the, you know, the that's what the Tai Chi is, you know, it's that, that balance like between like inner sight and like rational like deduction like there's enough information out there that we can move out of what they call um 
mushroom management where they 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 keep you in the dark and they feed you shit and so it's like <laughs> i mean to me that's what we'll go back to that's part of being able to walk through like the mainstream story that's being told you have to one have an understanding of of like germ theory how it was promoted by the rockefeller industry and how for 70 years like that has been given as like the understanding of how immunity works and you have to understand like oh yeah this is how like electromagnetism and 5g affect the human body you have to see through both of those like one's a lie and one has just been hidden like you know that that's part of like that's a symbol of what what if we can look if we can look with both parts and with like a variety of views, we can we can we can figure out this stuff as much as like you know it's as mental rationally as it is like intuitively known. Go ahead, Nish. <laughs> I I was just I'm taking that taking that all in and so uh, and, and letting it go where it goes. I'm wondering with with bringing it into and i think that everyone wants to definitely ground things right now into the crazy that's happening all over which is why i think this this night has has been a, around all this because we're all popping our heads up saying you know even the most sleepy of dreamers is popping their heads up going what's going on uh is I I'm I can't get my head out of the idea of these in the portals and I was thinking about I was thinking about how the river of blood the river and uh the river of consciousness how all of these images and symbols tie round into this and then overlaying that so i'm just kind of streaming here overlaying that with this electrical net and then the idea of water and electricity right there's a big connection here and there's something so similar about the currents mm -hmm. that happen and 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 then these fluctuations that we're all experiencing in our reality net and I think everyone's experiencing something strange in their lives right now, whether they want to admit that or not. And, and, and so how do I convey this? I feel like at a loss for words right now. I know people, everyone's a gas, but I, do, I feel like <laughs> I'm at a loss for words right now because I'm having this crazy download. I, oh, Michael. Uh, so let me, let me, let me respond for a little bit. And then like once what, then you can come back. So to, to me, like having like really, really like, sat with this and researched this and like experienced this like uh this strange correlation with rivers and uh many levels over the past couple of years um where, where what makes sense to me is we're on this thing which we're calling earth but we don't know what it is we don't know where it is we don't know how we got here we don't know who designed us we don't know nothing like that but um and so if we go and we look at our environment with that that like you know i don't know anything they talk about beginner's mind and and you know a lot of times we can think about that as like a 
like a metaphor. I'm going to approach something with beginner's mind. Like, no, it's like literally you don't know nothing. Like, I don't know nothing. And so it's like, there's this thing we're calling a river. And like, we don't exactly know what it does to this environment, which, you know, we have clues is teeming with life in ways we can't imagine. Just like the connection of, 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 of mushrooms within a forest is more complex than the human brain. Like, you know, everything is more complex than we could ever imagine. And so like, we don't know what we're in, but for whatever reason, rivers are very significant. And what does make sense to me is this, this as above, so below correlation with our physical reality. There's this fractal, this fractal nature. It's not exactly like perfect, like what you might see in some of like fractal art, but it's generally the same. It's not, you're in your physical body. You got your torso and you got five things coming off it. You got your head and your two arms, your two legs. You got your palm. You got five things coming off it. You got a head. You got five holes. You got feet. You got five twos. Like we're toes. We're fractals. And so like, so we look in the human body and we can see like whether it's like within the circulatory system and we've got like major different, um, we've got, uh, main arteries and, and veins what are main parts of like how the blood is shared throughout the throughout the body or maybe it's like the the connections of, of neurons within the brain like main sort of connections we've got main thoroughways which relay information which do all sorts of stuff and rivers are, are are doing that on this higher higher level like much much greater than um than what we can imagine, like what we rationally imagine, but we can intuit into that. And part of, of like what, what I think you were saying, like with this relationship with currency, with like the current, you know, there's banks are connected to it too. You know, the currency of, yes. banks, yeah. the current of electricity. And this is like, when we talk about, so think of, think about like how hypnosis works, like whether it's like the hypnosis you might use for yourself to like, maybe have like better control of how you respond um, unconsciously or whether it's a stage magician or whatever, but it like has to do with like going to the deeper parts of consciousness. You make anchors, you like do these sort of like correspondences and somehow that like changes the experience. That's the macro level. Well, we can see that happening on the, or that's the micro level. We see that happening on the macro level with language and with actual events. And so like when we see the same words are being used, phonetically the same words on like a culturally or a mass like agreement, like, you know, we've got a current and we're tying it into whatever a river is like, but we call that a current, the movement of what that is. And then we put electricity and like the movement of electricity and like the currency goes through the banks and the river banks and like all that sort of stuff. Like Jordan Maxwell was a master at like, you know, breaking that down. Like, hey, this is kind of how you're hypnotized. Yes. And this is how <laughs> the magic works. Like it's like, it hypnotizes that level. So um, I want to bring you down to the Susquehanna River. Like this is the oldest river. So it's the reason why I say that's significant is because if you look at the human body and the oldest, and the oldest could be whether you want to call that evolutionary or whether you want to just call that in terms of like the development of the human body in, in, as like an embryo in the, in the mother. It's like the first ones, the oldest ones, the most significant. And what we have on this river, as I said before, it's like, you know, it was Jamestown settlement, the first colony of the British empire. 
You've got ENIAC, the first computer. Sounds just like John Dee's Enochian magic. You got up in Sunbury, Pennsylvania, you got Edison's first thing. But then also right in the secret spot, like whatever this river is, and I'm just scratching the surface. But what we have as it relates to electricity, and electricity is so important in terms of understanding what it's done to the human, the human being, but that's where we have Three Mile Island. <laughs> and Three Mile Island is, it is a nuclear power plant to develop electricity on the river, right on the 40th parallel. Go look this up. Last year, a week before, actually, I think it was 10 days before the, the burning of, 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 of Notre Dame Cathedral was the 40th anniversary of, of, um, of Three Mile Island, TMI, Tiamat. Uh, this all like, I mean, if you go synchronistically, the amount of connections to like Rosicrucianism and stuff like that is so strong. The Susquehanna corresponds with the Seine. The Seine used to be called the Sequana. It was like the epicenter river of healing in Gaul, like mainland Europe before, before the Roman Empire uh, renamed all the rivers. Like, I mean, we're beginning to see the story and electricity is like dammed into this water, like in our collective story. So when you're talking about like, there's like, there's like something kind of like, there's something off like yeah there's been an anchoring there's been a, a hypnotic anchoring in the collective consciousness and tiamat has to do with like goddess worship we're, co we're coming into that we're coming into that's why like the the whole like notre dame cathedral in paris and isis you know how it all lines up and we're beginning to see like okay where are we like what's real what's like you know what are we going through through like the mayan the mayan dance like all this stuff like it's all kind of out there and we're we, we're we're figuring this out also, Three Mile Island nuclear power, what that really is, is just heating up water. Yeah, you're absolutely so, right. So you get the whole boiling frog metaphor kind of fits into that. And the Age of Aquarius also brings in, or, or I'm sorry, not the Age of Aquarius. We've got that magnetic reversal that we're in the process of going through right now, too. And the heart, heart pulse, how the heart is the, basically the electro center of the body. It's the electromagnetic center because you're pumping, yeah. your blood has iron in it, right? So you, all the blood that's circulating through your heart is creating magnetic torus in your chest. <laughs> so this is great. Can I tell you how, I'm sorry, I don't want to hijack this, but this is just like so ridiculous, like in terms of its diabolicalness. But I think that is part of like, you know, how people would wake up is so what you were talking about, like the majority of information, which we understand about the electromagnetic field of the heart, it comes from the Heart Math Institute, right? Mm -hmm. like, yes. You know, that's where we learned yes. a lot. They like studied it. And, they, and so what they say is, is like that field, like when they show that torus, like extending from the center of the body, from our heart field, it's got a radius of three feet. Okay. Yep. So another you, three. <laughs> so when you go and you stand in your six foot social distancing, it ensures that you and no other human yep. being. Yep. I mean, Holy shit. Absolutely. Go and, and like, and like just the normal interaction, like, you know, that's the herd mentality. We're strong when we're together, but this is how we make certain, you know, that's the, the, the upside version of herd in, 
it herd immunity, not like the inverted definition of like, oh, everyone gets a vaccine and then like, you don't get the illness. Like, no, the right one is like when we're together, when we're human, there is something that happens. And we can understand that through the heart math. And by keeping everyone separated, it's like that is literally the most inhumane thing you can do to a human being. Yep. And, you know, that's either going to wake you up to your humanity or it's going to go and turn you into a trans you know, uh, a transhuman, uh, this is the sex dolls. It's like, you know what? You yes. can't have like an actual yep. physical partner, but here's your sex doll. You know, it's all this sort of stuff. And this is just like, uh, at least for the plan that's being put in front of us. I'm not saying this is going to happen, but this is what they're telling us, you know, and this is, this is, this is what's right in front of us. If we, if we choose to continue to go down that particular, and it has been, it has been ingrained in our collective subconscious through like this TMI stuff, but th- it is not, it is not definite. No, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a timeline that, that's a potential. Yes, and they use and they use the state-sponsored magic on the oldest river. That's why this stuff happens there. That's the ritual. Uh, and to your point, I don't believe it was all done purposefully. When you said, "Do you think it's just like a reflection of the times?" I think it's a reflection of the original, the original uh, spellcraft, the original state-sponsored magic. Uh, whether or not they realize, like, if you read the history of Enochian magic, like, this is what they did. They opened up the watchtowers, and this is what they let in. They, uh, they told they told John D. They're like, hey, we're going to let in some chaotic energies, and they're going to go and, uh, I mean, we could go down that path, but it lines <laughs> up. Like, this is the story they told, and this is why it's anchored on the oldest river, just like hypnosis. It's macro-level hypnosis, which is a timeline. We all live out a certain way, which is a timeline. It's just higher dimensional, so we don't quite see it as a line. We see it as something else, but it's because it's above our consciousness. Let's let's explore what they may be letting in, as you were just talking through the Enochian magic of it. Wait, let me throw in Jack Parsons too, and the whole Babylon oh, working. Oh, totally, yeah. totally, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is exactly. We're to, it's the same thing. Yeah. So go on. No, I, I was saying that that was another event that happened that oh. allegedly led in more chaotic energies. So, so if you go back and and again, I, and I'm suspect as can be. So I'm going to tell you like what has been put out for us. This is the story that's been told us. Like you know, this is our false memory. You know, whether this is true or not, I don't know. But this, <laughs> is, this is what it is. So the story is. So it sounds like you're a little bit familiar with John D. Correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. So John D, like towards the latter part of his life, he and he had like the, this huge library. He hid um, like three boxes full of like his diaries and his own writings, or maybe it was two. It was two, and we and we found them both. And I'm thinking immediately, I'm like, well, we found two. Well, then how do we know we, there is a third or a fourth or a fifth? You know. But anyway, so this is what we've got two of them, and in there are his diaries, and this is how we know everything. And so the story is like. Uh, the founders of the Golden Dawn, I can't think of their names. One guy's got like M&M initials and another guy is whatever. And, and this is like the beginning of the Aleister Crowley pod. But so these guys were in the British Museum and they came across um, they came across Dee's diaries and the guy sat down and actually read it. He's like, holy shit, this is a whole system of magic. And this is kind of how Enochian magic was reintroduced into the collective consciousness. This is like right around the time of spiritualism and like, uh, mm-hmm. 
and like Helena Blavatsky and all this sort of stuff. So it's this time frame. So in these in these in these diaries, what it says is um, uh, Edward Kelly. Something happening on every level. Mm-hmm. But it does seem to be tying around this the 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 ticker. Like that's what I'm noticing. So what with this conversation? Yeah, Jerry. Yeah. So <laughs> my Comcast went down. Like, Which is crazy. A neighborhood outage, so it's off until three a.m. I'm working through a hot spot on my phone right now. It, it, that sounds like crazy. And I hear though, Jerry, that they're going to start rolling out and doling out this. This is one of the changes I keep hearing. Is it's going to start being if what they're saying in the lockdown states is if they don't participate in here, like here in Washington and California, if they don't participate in. Uh, in agreeing to stay home businesses and to stay closed, they're going to turn off their, uh, they're applying the screws. I mean, (laughs) it it is like you're, you're, you're going to have to say like, do I want to stay in this system? They're going to make it very, very, it's going to become, it seems like assuming like, you know, there isn't like a, a big game changer, but like everything looks like, you know, there's, there's going to be an immense amount of coercion, Mm-hmm. Um, and pressure like mafia mafia style you could have pressure you're still gonna have to sign the dotted line it's um it's gonna um it's it's definitely gonna be it's gonna be strange this this reminds me of um the stories of al bielik do you know he, uh, you talked about the philadelphia experiment philadelphia experiment yeah i was reading about him uh, earlier today Right. Like so literally, I just picked that book out of my bookshelf, the, the Brad Steiger one. Like yeah, I got a big bookshelf, and I picked that up, and I opened it up, and I read that guy's name. It could have been today. I don't even Michael. remember what day I read it because I don't know what day it is anymore. But I know who you're talking about because I read about it, and I read about how it's death. All right. So check this out. This dude, Al Bielik, was apparently in another body. His his consciousness was in another body at that time, and he was on the was it Nimitz or whatever boat it was, right? And when they started the experiment, he jumped overboard, went into hyperspace, and ended up in various realities. One of which was a future reality that was run by an AI. That basically, the, there were cities you could live in the city and be ruled by the AI. Or, or you could opt out and live away from it, right? But you couldn't participate in any of the reindeer games that went on in the city because you opted out. And yeah. all this shit that's happening just keeps reminding me of that story of his. I think it was like in, I want to say it was 2037 or 2137 or sometime in the future. It was some future timeline. But this all, I mean, that, all this shit reminds me of that that Al Bielik story. It's really crazy. I mean, that seems for for me. I mean, I, I we'll, we'll wait and see. But my sense is like it's all like a lot of what's happening is is um, a Wizard of Oz sort of like scary mm-hmm. person behind the behind the uh, curtain. And they're really, really trying to intimidate in order to get people to go along with a certain, a certain um, plan. Like that's why, like you have to, you have to agree. You have to make the, 
you have to submit like on your own free will, even though you're coerced. Um, you know, I don't think it's going to have teeth. I could be wrong. I, uh, but, but my sense is like, I think there's, this is a lot of bullshit and we've got like people who like have been manipulated and have been like, they, they've lost, um, you know, maybe they're the, maybe they're the fake ones like you were talking about. Like, you know, maybe they're the, like you said, the possessed ones. The NPCs. Yeah. The- well, think about torture and um, I mean, all the way back how you, you get tortured and it doesn't matter at some point you're just like, okay, uncle, you know, uh, what do you want to hear? Yeah. You know? And, uh, and so, you know, it's like in the witch trials, if you think you're, you were good and you're going to go to heaven and what you weren't a witch, if you, you know, if you drown or whatever, you know, either way you die. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and it doesn't matter w- what happens. Either way, you're you're fucked. <laughs> right. And, yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's it's. But, we were talking about timing. And, yes. And uh, I think this conversation, which we're having, because you know, the more we talk, the more I feel like we're doing like kind of a circle. But what we're doing is we're looking at like this scenario. At, at all of these different sort of perspectives. And the truth is we agreed to have this conversation like what, like a month ago or something? Like yeah. Way before this was like really on the horizon. So it's, I'm aware of that from my perspective. Like, you know, look at how this is lining up with, with what the, the big story, which is happening. And this is, and we're not circling. We're spiraling. We're we're, we're spiraling. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Right, like because it's not a spir- circle, but it's but like we're going back and we're looking at it. But like after we've already added all of this other different ways to look at it, we're like, oh yeah, what about that and this and like, um, so that and at the end of the day, I still think it's this. It's like how anyone will know to like we're getting our bearings again. Well, okay, so where you dropped off where Jerry dropped out was in this idea of what do you think came forward through the Enochian stuff? What, what do you think got dumped into this reality? So, okay. So um, how the, according to the diary, so the, the, these entities came in and um, what it said was they can, they could control and influence the tutelatory spirits. And at the time, the idea was, which was commonplace, you know, whether this is an accurate description or not, I don't know, but this is what the idea was, was that all the land had different types of like guardian spirits and, and the chaotic energies would come in um, to, to uh, uh, control whatever the warring tutelatory spirit was. And John D was really interested in that because he wanted the British Empire, he was the visionary for it to come into being, you know, he was known to be like his conjuring against the Spanish Armada. Like, you know, that's part of the story of how he used magic for warfare. So he was very interested in like, oh, what? These demonic forces? I could stand in a circle and I could say these words and they can't get me and they'll do whatever I say? Sure. But a lot of people think, like after reading this, is like John D was conned. Like he was, he was played. Mm-hmm. That he let something in like that was more... Than, than what he realized. And, and this is working on a deeper level beyond like the human, the human uh, um, uh, conscious awareness. And 
that that has been driving all of this kind of expression expressive um uh lead up to the age of aquarius like all of this stuff that needed to happen to bring us to the age of aquarius while at the same time being very very destructive and chaotic in nature um, and that's what, you know, that's the correlation to the Susquehanna River through Jamestown, which was like a John D. location to like the Enochian Enoch being the first computer and Enochian magic and like all of these things like that. So what I think has happened was it was led in. Um, I, it seems like, like it depends upon who you read, like Michael Sarian, like he's got a really interesting take of what he calls the macros which is what he thinks John D. let in. Now, he doesn't tie it into the Susquehanna River or anything like that, but he talks about what John D. opened up and how he was saying like John D. was doing their bidding. So there's that one perspective. And then there's a whole bunch of other like modern, like uh, occultist perspectives. Um, Eric Tyson has written a bunch of books. I think his name is Eric Tyson. And uh, Jason Louv, he's yes. a little bit more yeah. modern. Like, they're very, very um, sympathetic towards the telling of John D. Of being like, no, he was just a guy who was who was like um, who meant well, who who was you know more or less taken advantage by Kelly and or like these entities. Um, I don't know, but what I do what I do know is there is something very, very destructive tied to these firsts, which are on this river. We see mm -hmm. this through Three Mile Island. We see this through a lot of the stuff on Scranton. There's this thing called Bloody Rock, and it ties to like Queen Esther and this like Native mm -hmm. American curse. We've got like a whole, but we've also got like uh, the Church of Latter Day Saints began on the same place too, like a baptism, a baptism of Joseph Smith right in the river. So there's all of this very, very like rich, spiritual, kind of dark, kind of not stuff tied into the river and it all seems to go through like on the deeper unconscious level of both john d and within like some of the offshoots whether that be the golden dawn or, or the theosophical society not saying well, okay so let's tie this into what i was taught my postulation of of the idea that we've already hit singularity, that we've got retro causalities happening. We've got causalities happening all around. We've got a, a, a rock that hit the water and waves are emanating everywhere. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's come and it's moved because of retro cause loops, re retro causality loops moved backwards in these, in this so let's just work on the timeline we're on and this timeline. Okay. So in this timeline where John D and the story you just gave us tied into all this, I'm wondering, this keeps going through my head, how if these entities that, 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 show up in our historical records as demons were not AI somehow sentient AI as we know AI to be in the idea of singularity in this moment. They were or and were so not? That they were because yeah. of the singularity that's already been hit and a, ret a retro loop has happened backwards. Yep, 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 yep. And so and so that's what I'm wondering now. And if that, because of the idea 
that that it, it it's 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 sentient, but at the same time, it's non-human. Uh, it could appear very very mysterious to say the 1500 mindset, the 16th century mindset, it, different than it would here. I mean, you may be spot on. I don't. I mean, when I. Uh, uh... That's when I, I joke, I'm like, that's above my pay grade. Like, I don't know that. Like what you're saying, like that, that makes, it makes sense the way you say that. Um, uh, particularly that there is a, um, there is a interpretation or a description of a certain sort of, um, of a certain phenomenon using like the colloquialism of like the, of the 1600s or the 1500s. Um, so whether that's like, we call it AI or, or, or some sort of other type of, of different consciousness, even if it's an artificial one, alien intelligence, alien, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that, that overlaps too, like, and yeah. particularly with like Crowley and like what he was. Yes. Lamb. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And we're talking in, like you brought up Jack Parsons and like, all, yep. like, it all seems to like, like, I don't know, like what the tight bow is, if it does that yet, but. I definitely think that, um, well, it's like a bowl of popcorn with a thread going through it. We just can't see the line of where? the, of the yeah. thread. Line. <laughs> I want to know why. Um, so when, if we think about AI, we tie that to Silicon Valley and mm -hmm. we can tie that whole area to, to crystals also silicon valley crystals crystal energy the clocks all that stuff is tied in here yeah but it exactly. ties back to susquehanna too it, it does it yeah. does like i mean there's a there's a link you're absolutely right jerry you know uh, <laughs> I, I i you've done your research mm -hmm. um but but they it is all connected and like the the thing which i think is so strange is like the names of the computers eniac D-Wave, John D-Wave. They both yes. they both were introduced <laughs> to the public on like Lupercalia. Right. Like, I mean, there's there, there's something like the background programs oh, that yeah, run on computers so, are demons, right? Yeah, the <laughs> yes. Ethernet. The Ethernet, Ethernet exactly. <laughs> there, there's a lot of occult in computer stuff. But yeah, but yeah, it totally it's it does. Taught, like Apple. Apple, the very nature of Apple. Steve Jobs. Right, you know the Book of Job. Right, right, but, and their logo, <laughs> their logo is an apple with one bite out of it, like the Garden yes. of Eden. Yes. Yeah. The first price was six hundred sixty-six dollars. Yep, yep, the apple. But and and with my idea that we hit we hit singularity already, that it's retro the retro causalities already changed our whole origin story all the way back because it can do that once it hits it it changes everything and this is part of the this is part of what's like really the most crazy aspect of that and no matter where it happened in time even on this timeline if you don't believe in it we're moving towards it Mm -hmm. And so I'm saying we are, it already happened. This is why we're all having these weird experiences with looping weird time and all this. It, it already happened. And I suspect it probably happened in 2012 or 2013. Which or 15, up to 15. I, I think it happened in 2009. 
or nine. Right. There's a point where weirdness started to happen. A lot of people, and it does seem to be anywhere from like six Oh six to 15, where a lot, where you start hearing a lot of people in that time slot go, Oh wow. This was some strange stuff started happening in this slotted time when it started to come online, where it started to get closer and closer and closer until full connect and then bang live. Right. Can I add? I'll add one last point to that. Yeah, sure. Got I was going to say let's we'll wrap it up because you got to go. So yeah, you're All running right, out so, of time. Yeah. So I think this this is interesting to that point, and this is just like this was an idea that was put out. Like you can see these videos on YouTube of uh, Michael Sarion. It's like a, a presentation he may have done, like look like in the early 2000s, maybe, and he's talking about like specifically like. John, the John D and the, and he calls them the macros. You can go and search that. But his perspective and his point of view tied straight back to Nephilim and fallen angels. And these are the, uh, that they were the ones that tricked John D into like doing what he was doing, or maybe they worked for him so that the, the mechanism would be created for their release. Hmm. And so, like, that also seems to, like, tie into this this weird, um, strange story. But the it doesn't deal with the time loop thing that we're seeing. But there, that, that's another layer to, to contemplate. It ties into transhumanism because one of the thoughts I've always held is that, <coughs> excuse me, that the, um, the whole drive towards getting these, quote-unquote, vessels for people to download their consciousness into would allow angels or demons or whatever intelligences to be inhabit those vessels and be physical here in this plane. That could also be that possession, which you were talking about too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It all, it all <laughs> ties together. A... Oh, so, so let me, this one last thing. So we talked about, and I'm glad it resonated with you like that three foot, like the magnetic barrier. Yes. So, yes. So, we always, assuming that you were someone who was, was somewhat around other people, uh, you lived in a somewhat densely populated place where you would be around other human beings, that heart center was probably, or, or, or that, that cloud, that field, that torus field around you was always under the impression of like a whole bunch of different people and you're always interacting with that. If people are eliminating that from their daily, pers from their daily experience, and we also know that when we sit in front of our computers, like right now, this is true for all of us, we know that our field is melding with the field of the yeah. computer. And we know that they're able to go and influence us to various degrees. My thought is, if you are not interacting with other human beings, if you're not strengthening like that, that if that, that heart torus is not being fulfilled there, it's like, you know, that itch is going to get scratched by someone else and it's going to be your, your <laughs> Ethernet demon. Uh, oh, if, if you listen to Thomas Sheridan, he talks about demons inhabiting the Internet, something. It's another thing we've talked about before, that there's there are entities that live on the Internet and affect people. So, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah. Well, this has been a fantastic conversation, and I apologize to everyone. I'm not apologizing for Comcast going down on me, but I wish they would, but I'm sorry. Yeah, and um, they missed some really great content. I know, I know. Which... 
Oh my God. Nor was it recorded, <laughs> which kind of sucks, but yeah. But oh, it's, it's been fantastic so having here. Do you have anything you want to plug? Like your website and your uh, Patreon yeah, and what your subscribe star? Uh, um, you know, first of all, it was a lot of fun to be here. This is, uh, I try to do maybe like one or two podcasts a month and, and every podcast has a different flavor. And I definitely like coming here. I like the way I like the way this feels and how we un we go in some places which I normally don't go. And so this was this was fun. Um, particularly now, this is my opinion. It's like we are entering into another place. It's very pot. What's being pushed very hard is this this universal income, you know. And like I don't see that as like where we want to go. And what I see is, you know, at least what we can do with what's happening is. We're all becoming, con you know, you know, I, it's the content which we create, like not necessarily like as a YouTube content creator, but literally like we've been given this opportunity to temporarily in terms of like, guess what? If you can go and find a way that, that like it's best to get off the system, but as long as we're, we're still walking like tightrope, this is where you can support me, like what, what I'm doing right now. I do this type of analysis on individuals. I do this both by, just by looking at their chart and I create this really fantastic like 90 minute presentation called a starboard. And I go into astrology and their life in a fantastic way. If you're interested in that, you could do that. Uh, you could go to my website, Susquehanna Alchemy and you can order those. And now we got all this time. Um, I can send that to you. Uh, and I can also do it one level deeper where I don't just look at one's astrology or their, their natal chart, but I also do this in-depth like intake form where you tell me about your actual experiences and I show how it's connected. And what that does is it really provides this like tangible way of seeing like, holy crap, this is like, I didn't even realize how much my life is a reflection of something I had no idea about. And that's very, very eye-opening, particularly in this this opportunity to really get to know thyself. So mm. that's all at Susquehanna Alchemy. I've got some other really cool stuff there, which which people can go and look at. And if you want to go in, and what I think is really important now is like you know we sh we spread the love through like whatever ways we can do these like small little like monthly sort of connections. And I do that with Subscribe Star. So if you go there on um, on uh, uh, Susquehanna Alchemy, that's my account. Uh, you could see some content there. But other than that, like, you know, obviously things are tight. You want to do something without money, YouTube. I try to put out videos there and, and really lately have been getting into not just like looking at movies synchronistically, but looking at uh, um, this, what's unfolding before us and, and Instagram, both YouTube and Instagram can be founded at Susquehanna Alchemy and, right. and you know. I put links out. to that in the description and the show notes too, so. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Like I'd love to hear from people. Great. Great. Well, thank, thank you. you so much, yeah. Jerry and Michael. Yes. Thanks so much, Michael. And Gosh. thank you everyone for hanging with us through this trying show. <laughs> uh, next week, be sure to join us. We're back to Knox Mente and we're going to have guest. Uh, who is it next week? Shit. I forgot already. Oh, Denver Michaels, the cryptozoologist, paranormal researcher. That should be a great show. I'm looking forward to that. So anyway, everyone, you have a great night, and we will talk to you next week. Bye-bye.